I poke the head jokes. All right, what is this episode six? of Dark Side Thoughts, our review of Dark Side of the Ring for the episode of Herb Abrams and UWF. Pretty good episode. We're here with uh, uh, Mr. Alex. I don't know which way to, to point him, but he's here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We can show up anywhere. It doesn't matter. We can just acknowledge ourselves as you call our names. Exactly, exactly. E. Bando, he's here. And Tev the Destroyer, he is here as well. So I don't know why I had like a little bullshit accent, but <laughs> I guess it happened. Either way, we're here to talk about Herbert Abrams. Um, I knew nothing about this guy. I knew nothing about any of this that happened. Nothing at all. Nothing I want to know where where can I find any of these um, matches. Well, I thought you were going to go for, like, where you could find the coke, but continue, please. <laughs> no, I'm good on that. I'm just for example, doing the coke. Right, shit, Herb got it all. Herb got it all. Um, Herb had it all. Yeah, had it all. He definitely had it all. Um, I, I want to start with the the press conference that he did at the wrestle event, at the, at the weekend wrestling event, which was called... Um, Weekend of Champions with John Arezzi, who's like he was the first one to do like the the weekend events, which pretty like- much was like a Starcast technically. Yeah. it's the first yeah. Starcast that we probably ever known of. Which That's is pretty actually, cool. It is. It is to see that it only took place in the fucking nineties. Yeah, like I would think it would have been a lot further in time, like in the eighties. I thought it might have taken place in the eighties with all the fucking like shit that Vince had going on. You had Snooker, you had Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, and all that shit. Like that's like I'm surprised it took that long to actually happen to the first iteration, not like a um Starcade, but like or Starcast, yeah, Starcast. But like no, it I'm surprised it took that long. And that's pretty cool that he actually Yeah, he's kind of a trailblazer in that. <laughs> He actually is the first one to do it. I'm surprised we haven't had more of that that we know of outside of StarCast. Um, shit, it was a lot of people there. As far as big names, he <laughs> he he got um, a lot of people as far as like Foley to be on his in his roster. Like that's one of the big things that like blew my mind. Like you have you have Foley, you have. Um, but was that Foley, one time. Was Foley yeah. like big as big as he was like when he was over there? Well, Foley, I think that was the beginning of his uh Cactus Jack persona. Right. And he had he matches at that point too. Up at that point. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he was I don't know. I think he was because I know he was uh Cactus Jack in WCW as well. So I don't know that that timeline is really really sketchy because they say it starts in the '90s, but it's just what were the contracts like? Even though it was like a shitty company, well, not a shitty company, but shitty management for the company. It's like what were the contracts? Could they did they have the freedom to go everywhere else because they were saying that like 
they had the freedom to just improvise as far as stories go. So, like, that's one thing that, th- that kind of threw me off, like, what is really happening with the contracts? Are they uh, only to be utilized there and nowhere else at the time? Or after the contract, they can go somewhere else and be utilized there? So that kind of threw me off. But they, you pretty much had every, like, a lot of people from, like, trying to get out of the out of the 80s into the 90s and try to figure out that flow of things cuz like I said they had they had so many people they had Bob Orton they had Paul Orndorff Dr. Death they had um Jay Strongbow so they had a lot of people it's just like how how did like how could you fuck that up well <laughs> how I mean it was you said it, they didn't have the management. They didn't have, like, they didn't have fil- those filters to, like, set them up for success. Because sometimes you need filters, and it wasn't any of that. Like, he was out of control. And if maybe he had a more of a team around him that could, like, reel him in, it probably could have gone a little bit further. What do you I think? think- oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. What was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> like how like how you think it was so easy for him to fuck everything up when he had so many so many superstars and they had and the superstars had the freedom. Like how why why do you think it was so easy for him to mess that up? Because cocaine's one hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. Honestly speaking, he's he's right. Because like the thing is, one definitely has to do with the cocaine what he was about living his life to the fullest let's be let's be honest about it he was about the cocaine he loved the hookers and whatever but like a lot of that stuff like made him feel like bigger than life like he was already a millionaire so he was like fuck it he didn't care he owned i forgot what it was that he owned but like he he had some retail stores and shit right well um, you're a big girl now exactly yeah, for, for the bbws yeah yeah no facts so like the thing is when you get to that state of fuck it i'm already rich i have this thing like i want to be the next vince mcmahon the thing is he tried to go from he didn't even go through the crawling phase he just went straight running and it just it seemed like the good idea at the time even for the wrestlers that were like on board with it they, were, they just heard all the shit they were like yeah this is gonna be fucking awesome like he has the money he has the vision the thing is he didn't build it up properly like as he didn't go to this he he went to a fucking seventeen thousand seat arena for his first pay-per-view without having much of a following i had like what 300 people 400 people there yeah no yeah. that was like, for the comeback show at the mgm no, but there was the same thing. Damn near the same thing at the fucking at their first pay per view. They did like a hundred pay per view buys. Like, a, like a it was point, a point zero one. Point yeah. zero one. Yeah. Yeah. So but like, there was, was nobody like showing up. Instead of that, but that was his thing. Instead of establishing the, instead of establishing it, like little by little, and like building your base, and you know. Doing what WWE did in, or WWF at the time did over a long term, at least like ten years, um, he just tried to go. He just tried to match WWE stride for stride. Like the fact that he got Andre the Giant in for one, for one match, day. was a big fuck, but it's still a big fucking deal and embarrassing yeah. to Vince McMahon. Like, how could he get Andre the Giant? That's like 
if AEW were to pull Triple H or one of their or to get Seth Rollins or some shit on AEW for one fucking day, that one day is enough. Yeah, it should you be know? enough. It, it should, should be. be enough. It should. And it wasn't utilized. It was. It doesn't need to be promoted. But well, he doesn't need to be promoted. But the show needs to be promoted, and it wasn't. Like that, I don't understand because. It just shows that he had no no promotional skills and he had no relationship skills as far as being with the people. Like, come on. All you really have to do is get a street team. That's what I was saying. I was saying, like, why isn't there more of, like, a management team or, like, a promotional team or something to be around him to kind of, like, reel them in? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I think it comes down to him already being a multi-millionaire owner of retail operations and this and that. Like, he knew how to deal with that stuff. And he probably thought, like, hey, if I could do that, if I could sell clothes to, like, the big luscious ladies, <laughs> as you so eloquently put it, um, <laughs> I can I can sell wrestling because wrestling is just wrestling. And not that he wasn't a fan because he clearly was a fan of it. Um, and he clearly kept trying to be like Mr. McMahon being in the actual show and you know, interviewing and becoming part of storylines, but at the same time, like, it's just, he he was just out of his depth, honestly, because he didn't know the inner workings of how certain things work for the most part. So, yes, you can have the money, but, yeah. I mean, it's not always going to translate to, hey, like, this is the next hot shit. Look at AEW, like, they carefully, meticulously looked at what what they've all done in their careers and took bits and pieces from everywhere else and like made it to something where it would stick for a while because and got gets a larger um fan base because of the fact that like hey wait they all wanted wrestling to go back to basics and that's one thing that like really came out big for me when they said that like we just wanted wrestling to go back to basics that's what um uwf uwf right yeah. UWF was supposed to be about and that's what AEW pretty much said when they were first coming out. Yo, we want to go back to basics, we want to be wrestling, we want to do this, we want to do that. Like and it kind of when he when they said that in the in the episode, I was like, huh. I was like, they actually and they probably learned from the mistakes of UWF too, because it's just everyone like you know, everyone. Yeah. Because I mean now you have Ring of Honor, now you have like impact and all that shit. Like they've learned to not go that route. Don't get too big for your britches, pretty much. But I think it was also like the lack of respect because no one knew who he was. Like one of the guys, I believe I forgot his name. I think it was um Marty uh Marty Yes Yesberg. He was saying that he like it was just stories about this guy. It was just stories uh about a mark with money. Like that start that wants to start a TV show didn't say a wrestling promotion just had a TV show, so that's probably part of like my earlier question is like the contracts like it it was probably just performance based as opposed to uh, long term or gimmick based. Probably, I mean, he was burning through money regardless. Like just... he had two accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is smart, but not like he had control to an extent. But, but it turns out like he's burning through shit that isn't his money either. You know what I mean? Like after a while, so he said he was an investor too. So and exactly, he was using other people's monies to fund that. So that's where the problem came. Yeah. Um, oh. I I just think it was a very <laughs> interesting <laughs> and cool. <laughs> um, the coke stories were funny, actually. They like, were pretty fucking. 
it, it it was some of the funniest things like I heard. I mean, obviously for the wrestler that like had to watch him have sex with two hookers, like high class escorts. That, that was, was uh, he, oh my god, he was the biggest square. But I'm not mad. Like some, like it's okay to be a square. But it is. <laughs> he was just saying. <laughs> he was just saying like, yo, like I didn't know what to do. I wanted to get out of there. It was like a fucking porno shoot. <laughs> See, back in the day, like now, we probably would just like take out the camera and just be like, uh huh, keep going. Yeah, yeah, we'll stop. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll stop. Keep going. We'll but, um, or something. <laughs> not even, you just upload it straight to Pornhub or something. I would not but... open the camera. <laughs> 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 You'd have been like, I need another mirror. <laughs> the funniest thing was when he was just like, yo, I don't, he was like, these weren't any like just regular snaggletooth hookers. I was like, oh my God. I was like, how you say that about like, <laughs> he was like, these were high class escorts. I was like, damn. I was like, you fucking crazy. That and then like, not show where he's from though. They weren't uh, And the time. It's true. It's true. Hey, level set uh, to hookers, man. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. are. Absolutely. Go to Hunts Point and then go to Vegas. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. the difference. <laughs> well, you got to be on the right strip of Vegas. <laughs> this is true as well. I saw some five dollar flyers and I was like, Vegas, we talking poor hole quality. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> oh man. There any like what do, what do you think he could have done better like besides the obvious like you know like having a team with him that'll help him through the processes of like growing it bigger because it did have the potential like it did because of the names he was pulling but the problem was just like how what route back then could he have taken to like actually establish it do you think he was too far gone with just like all the coke and hookers and trying to please everybody and trying to like prove something to everybody or just like what do you think he could have done? <laughs> Go ahead. I don't think he gave a fuck about anybody. To be <laughs> I think he was just, you know, too strung out. He he was a little man. You know, he what was what's that um saying? Napoleon man complex. Little man's body. Napoleon yeah, complex. Napoleon yeah. complex. You know, they said it in the beginning, like you know, he wanted to be to to dominate over everybody. He wanted to crush men's and all that. I think that didn't come a, come about until um, when they did uh, WrestleMania Nine in Vegas. I think that's when it really started sh- to show when like he really got crazy about his fucking snakeskin boots. Well, he wanted to one up him when he got shut down by Vince, like because he went to Vince yeah. like, "Yo, you know, let's let's like work something out, blah blah." And then um, Vince was like, "Yeah, fuck out of here." Um, as Vince wants to do. Yeah. yeah. So, question, like, question. Let me ask you something. Do you think he pulls the the cowboy boots off though? <laughs> really, I don't know Absolutely anyone who does. Even, Cody does Rose doesn't even pull them off. Hey, go to, go to Nashville. I, I, I've been in Nashville and I've seen people rocking the boots and I'm like, ah, right, you got it. Like, it, it was, you just gotta, 
you have to have a certain swag to be able to rock the fucking cowboy boots. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, no, yeah, you can't I, just go and I pull on the fucking. You gotta be able to test. You have to. You can't. You can't Ted Mosby it though. That's the thing. You can't because Ted <laughs> Ted Mosby looked like a fucking idiot half the time. <laughs> you gotta. There, there is a certain like he said height for sure. Like, if I see, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I see a less than average height person wearing cowboy boots, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> like they're gonna come up to his knees. Like Chang, like, nah. Like Chang from The Hangover, because that's who that that's like who? immediate. Chang from The Hangover. Chow. Chow. Yeah. Chow. That's Chow. Ex- that's exactly uh, what I thought. That's connected. Did he? No, he didn't. You still here for me? Cowboy boots on. Yeah, huge. No, he's there, but his. What's going on? Everybody's like going out of video. Not for me. Everything's Not fine. Yeah, all see each other? Because I don't see yeah. any of you. That's weird. Are you on your phone again? No, I'm not. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I came back. I don't oh. know what happened. I don't know. Sorry. Like, oh, right. my, yeah, I just like immediately like cut off real quick and then yeah, we're all gone. And then yeah, I'll just came back like 10 seconds later. That was weird. Oh. Um, must have been an internet spike or something. Uh, but yeah, that's what he reminded not, me of. He rem- he reminded me of Chow from The Hangover. Like short motherfucker. Yeah, it's short. <laughs> kind of angry, coked up. You fuck on me. That's pretty <laughs> much what he was doing to fucking Vince. You fuck on me. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> he didn't get to pass Hangover one. Um, <laughs> um, I want some. I want. I really want to taste the cookies. Oh, I want to say called. Um, I don't. I don't remember the. Herbie I don't know if they had. They had the Herbie, Herbie cookie. Yeah. Everyone Herbie had their. Everybody yeah. had like a cookie named after them, like a a Paul. No, what was it? Not Paul. Uh, what was it? Was, it was Stevie Ray. I'm not Stevie, Stevie Ray cookies. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something like you know a, a pun. You know, it was just something. Stevie Ray cookies. That's what it was called. Huh. Just like that, Stevie Ray cookies. Yeah, well, yeah, it was just super regular. Thing the name they were Herbie cookies. Yeah, yeah, he had the best, the best worst name for a cookie. <laughs> but I don't know, like it could have worked, but it didn't for numerous reasons. Like it all comes down to promotion in relationships. Like nobody, nobody trusted him. Nobody, like he wasn't around the locker rooms or anything like that. Okay, so he just left. Um, he just went. Cops came. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always gonna say the cops came, but hopefully not. Hopefully he's good though. But he, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it could like you don't promote the cookies, you don't promote the pay per views, you don't promote the regular shows. Like everything was just wrong with his his management style. Like you can't, and I get it. Like when you manage retail stores, it's not the same. You can have somebody else manage. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna work for their money if they don't have to. Cause the thing is, like, you're talking you're saying how like he didn't manage it properly, which I 100 percent agree. The thing is, like, he for example, when he started the pay-per-view thing, he picked a city an hour out of the way out of the next major city, Miami in Florida, that yeah. Nobody was gonna really show up to because one, who the fuck lives there? Two, not to you know 
shit on anybody that lives here, but like, I forgot the but name of the place. Time. But at the time, yeah, it was a pretty much like it's an out of the way city that, or town that nobody knows about, and it's seventeen seventeen thousand um capacity arena that he only picked because WWE would do shows there. Yeah, and like he was yeah, really trying, shows. he was really like, just riding the coattails of the WWE. WWE he was like that's he all was. it was, and that's fine. But it all comes down to relationship building for people in the town and <laughs> promotion. Everything that he didn't do was everything that he did wrong. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't smart about the venues. Like if he just kept it. In the smaller venue choice was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Minimum like six thousand, five thousand, even he could have definitely built something. And he built could some at least work around it, because like if you, you look at like how AEW does it, like they pick yeah. something within five thousand to ten thousand people in the mm-hmm. arena, and that's it. And if they don't sell out, you know, you could dim the lights easier. Yeah. It's it's fine. Like there's yeah. ways around it to make but it. But you a certain can't way dim those lights the same way. You saw how they was dimming those lights. Those mm-hmm. are lights. You could see, you could see shit outside of the ring. You could see shit outside of the ring. Look at where Monday Night Raw started. They were at the Manhattan Center for years up until like they were ninety-seven, ninety-eight. So like, what's that? Twenty-five hundred? About. I think so. Just about. Yeah. About. Just about. We've been in there quite a few times. Like, so you have the floor seats, and then you have the balconies. It's about yeah, like twenty-five hundred. Wow. That's like, that's a really big difference. Like, he could have sold something out like the Hammerstein, maybe. Easily. And if not sold it out, he could have made that shit look good enough. Yeah. For TV, at least. And that's what it is. Like, just getting too big for your britches. Like, you you just think you're hot shit. Yes, you want to compete with Vince, which anybody's going to want to compete with Vince. But at the same time, it's like, Slow and steady wins the race. Exactly. Take it easy. Don't rush out. Like he pretty much would false start every time. Like, and then you try to do the MGM Grand. Like, (laughs) that's great, but like the MGM Grand holds like fucking six, fifteen to seventeen thousand people too. We were at the MGM Grand. Either way, yes, it's from at least ten. Yeah, so it's like we were at the MGM Grand. That shit was sold out, and mad fucking people there. Twelve thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, about that. 10 to 15. In between 10 to 15. But it's just like, bro, if you would have just taken it slow and, like Tev said, like do the smaller arenas, do the circuits, and like at the little, like I like like daily place or something like that. Obviously, it wasn't there, but like stuff like that, like it would have made more sense to like build your following. But he just, he just ran before he could walk, honestly. The craziest thing to me is that. Everyone knew every time they walked into an arena or wherever or a stadium, wherever they were at, little place that they would like that they were performing in, they just knew like this wasn't gonna happen. Not yeah. Like how everyone knew it wasn't gonna happen except for this one guy who had the power and money to do it the right job but didn't. He sold and, them a dream. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, he sold them a dream, and that's what it comes down to. Like, it's just you, you want to be able to do these grand walks, and you want to be able to be the next Vince McMahon and challenge Vince McMahon and shit. But at the end of the day, just how he went about it just didn't really help him or help his wrestlers 
or his promotion as a whole. Like it's just yeah. it just floundered as it was probably going to. Even like look at WCW. As much money as they put into shit, as much as they did, as great as it was for a while, like eventually even they they just made issues with money, having people do carte blanche shit, like and just spending millions of dollars on fucking on uh, the NWO and all the bookers and letting them pretty much do whatever they want. It's it, it always comes down to management, like you guys yeah. said. And yeah. if you don't have thing- the right people managing, that's where you're fucked. The one thing I do like about like that comparison is just the difference of promotion, right? They at least WCW at least paid people to go. Like the rumor is that they paid people to, to sit in the crowd, or they gave away free tickets. I can believe that they gave away free tickets. Give away to, free tickets to start. like, yeah, like that's the way to go. Like, what do you like? Just pull people off the street. What are you doing? Example, you want to see like, a show for free? Here's a ticket. Come on. Exactly. Like for example, like if you're if if you were going to Impact before, like if you were at, at um Orlando, like at the Universal Studios, you'd be able to go in for free, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If, if you paid shit like to that. Go, if you paid to get into Universal Studios, you paid to get into an Impact show. You can walk in and you can walk out. Just mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. There was simple already, things of promotion. Yeah, because it was a back lot and it's it's a soundstage. So you can just go in the soundstage. Like, there's a line, of course, but you can go in. You don't pay when you go in there. It's not paying again. It's not like when you go to the gift shop and you have to buy something. You just go in and you go out if you don't like it. That's plain and simple. Like, that's all. Like, they should have did something like that, too. Like, I'm sure he could have cut one of those deals. Like, Probably. I don't, he could have. Especially with, with playing with people with investors' monies and shit like that, so I'm sure he could have. He definitely could have. Um, I mean, are there any other thoughts besides like the coke stuff? Like, <laughs> I think we, I think we covered quite a lot of it actually in a short fucking time. To be honest with you. Yeah, because it was really not that much, but it was a lot of it was repetitive shit that they kept talking about in terms of yeah. like mismanagement and coke yeah. and. Uh, Hookers and boots and shit. Yeah, what is what is um, I forget what what the exact saying is, but um, doing the same thing over and over is the example definition of, of insanity. Exactly. And expecting different results. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. that's all it was. It's like this guy yeah. was. It was like really insane for him to do certain things over and over and think that something else was going to happen. Only thing that was going to happen was the only thing different that was was going to happen was. <laughs> whoever the plug was was going to come get you exactly. <laughs> like that was a crazy story he was yeah. like he, he was going crazy he started hearing things because of the coke was getting to him paranoia man yeah and, and it definitely was kicking in and just to hear like oh dude was like like uh one of the i guess i guess somebody that might have been the, the hooker's pimp or whatever kicked in the door <laughs> And he jumped out of the he jumped out of the window and he was running around the, the city naked. Don't blame him. I'd run from the pimp too. <laughs> like if I was in that situation, the fuck. Yeah, well, shit. stay there and find your, out what happened. Pay your hooker. <laughs> Mismanage the money in <laughs> cash. You try to give her a check. I mean, like, no. She should have taken the check. I'm joking. Cash only business. But uh, but no, yeah, man. It's just like it's. 
the one thing that that was funny to me is when he took Mick Foley up to the fucking to the suite that he had and he was like, holy shit, like and when he was like, oh, he was like, you think this is something? Wait till you see this. Wait till everybody sees this. And he was talking about like his fucking cowboy boots. I'm like, oh my god, fucking bright yellow. And and then like Mick Foley's like, and then I knew like what kind of trouble we were in. (laughs) I was like, yo, I started laughing my heart. I was like, well, yeah, if that's what he's mainly focused on, then that's what you're pretty much gonna get. But um, no, man, it was it was a weird episode, and it was fun to learn. But at the same time, it's just like you see a lot of the things that went wrong that probably shouldn't have gone wrong if you just had the right people around you. And the right management team. The thing was, he didn't really have anybody in the industry like that that really, or at least like knew him, or even or even respected him. Like that's where the main thing comes from. Like AEW is is doing a great first year and a half at this point because how much respect that they have. Yeah, just based on other promoters. Other wrestling companies, other like just everyone. Like, okay, cool, you have a billionaire backing you, a billionaire and his son backing you, but you still have the respect of everybody. And that's the other thing like, the billionaire is backing you, and the billionaire trusts you, the people from the wrestling industry, because the, the billionaire owner is a fan. But he doesn't know how to run this shit, obviously. Like, he knows how to run a football team. He knows how to run a soccer club. But, like, at the same time, it's just you have to know when to have, when to be able to delegate. Like, okay, I'm giving you the cash. You run this shit. You got to have a general manager. And that's why you have the EPs. That's why they're doing so well with the thing. Because, like, he left it to the wrestling people to take care of the wrestling operations. And that's the thing. You bring in Chris Jericho. He's been in the game for damn near fucking 30 years. You bring in Kenny Omega, fucking like Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, like they know what they they've been in the business for how fucking long. So like, who better to start off? Like, don't get me wrong, you're gonna have growing pains, but at the same time, they're way further ahead than most people would have thought they would have been. Oh yeah, they thought they like honestly, everyone thought that they were just gonna be in a Hammerstein forever. Mm-hmm. Everybody just thought they was doing twenty five hundred thousand seats. That was it. Twenty five hundred thousand. Yeah, not that much. Yeah, uh, Twenty five hundred <laughs> seats, whatever. Um, well, I think he got caught by the cops. No, I'm joking. Uh, oh, nah. This shit probably died. The dog. Oh my god, the dog, Koki. Koki. Oh. It was actually Pokey, but yeah. I thought it was Koki. No, they said he probably he called him Koki, but his name was actually Pokey. <laughs> but he called him Koki. Oh man. Yeah. Herb was great. I mean, it, it was it was insi- it was uh, English. It was insightful. It was a relatively funny episode. A little out there, but like just to see somebody else try, because like there's probably been multiple people that have tried their hand at challenging Vince, but he just went about it the wrong way. I mean, yeah, anybody wants to be the next Vince, but you just gotta be able to do it right. So, yeah. I mean, do we have any final thoughts? Because I don't think E's coming back. Um. Mm-hmm. Common story of somebody standing in their own way. Definitely, definitely. Like you're, you're so, you're so into what you want, but you're not thinking about everyone else. And it was stubbornness. 
Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think I forgot what they said, but I think it was something along the lines of he thought whatever he liked was going to was going to be the main goal like yeah. just cuz it entertained you, you thought it was going to entertain everyone else. Yep. That's not that's not how life works. Yeah. But he had fun and like he said at the end like you know, he he died doing the things he loved. He died hookers and cocaine. So like, fuck it. Like, if that's the case, yeah. Then that's I mean, the best. That I can't. Be I guess really, way to go out though. I as can't far really as be if mad that's how you live that. life. Exactly. Like, I can't really be too mad about about that. But you know, it's uh, he he lived his life the way he wanted to. So fuck it. Like, you know, I mean, he might have not been successful in accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish, and like at least in terms of like the wrestling side of things. But yeah. hey, fuck it. I just like the way that the belt, when you wrapped it and held it, it said F you. That was dope. Yeah. I, was like, that that was I was like that. I was like, that's smart. I that was, was really good right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. But um, One last thing also. Um, that last video, of, like the last video of him before he passed, mm-hmm. he looked like the cleanest and most at peace he probably ever did. Because he looked sober. Yeah. Looks sober as fuck, and he looked like chill as fuck, and I, he might have just relapsed. Then it probably all got to him. He said, "Fuck it, I need cocaine." Oh shit, hookers, I need that too. And I'm mad they really said he was baby oiled up with coke on. <laughs> fuck it. There were so many stories, and they all yeah. sound amazing. They do, like, like, like I said, he was just living his shit up, like cocaine or not, hookers or not, like he. He did what he wanted to do. And baby oil, Vaseline, whatever the fuck. Like, he did what he wanted to do and he had fun doing it. And that's what, like, that's what most people said at, at, in the in the documentary. Like, even McFoley, he was just like, if they asked McFoley, like, if he was alive, what do you think he'd be doing right now? He said time. Like, he'd be in jail, but I'd visit him and go have cookies with him. Like, <laughs> like but still Foley having fun with him. So I'm just like, Foley I'm like, so yeah, I'm like that, that sounds just about right. So, I mean, it's a dude that he tried, he failed, but he was successful in other things. But like overall, like hey, go out, went out on his own terms, I guess for the most part. So, fuck it. What do you yell in in the middle of the ring? <laughs> Com- like compare comparable to him, because he because what he yelled was like just fucking ridiculous. Oh, the the Jewish statement. <laughs> yes, let's hear it for the like. Come on. I mean, wasn't he Jewish? Yeah. Abrams, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he was Jewish. I mean, that's that's coke-fueled fucking rent right there. It's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's yeah, like, for my people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, I, I have no other words. It's not stupider than the shit we heard last week, so I really can't <laughs> about Abraham Lincoln not freeing the wrestlers, so... I... Dude will never live that down. No. Every like, man's I, is, is really fucking ridiculous. He should get that tattooed on his fucking arm. <laughs> like, no, no, he should get a, head, a face tattoo. Running around looking right for like, there. Yeah, it just look like Takashi out here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Once you yeah, mentioned Takashi, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, e left. Prematurely because I don't know why. We don't know why. Um hopefully everything's okay. But uh, problems. But uh 
thanks for being here, guys. You can follow us on Twitter at Pokes and Chokes. Myself at underscore Mr. Alex25 underscore. The other guy on the other side at NU underscore K-E-W-L-A. Um, Tevin on Twitter at Anomalous Fringe and on Instagram at Anomalous underscore Enigma. And uh, on Facebook.com slash Pokes and Chokes, um, Instagram at Pokes Chokes Podcast, and uh, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Transistor. Um, and catch up on YouTube shit. So thanks for watching. What, what did you forget? We didn't even say how excited we are for the next episode with the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. We're excited. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fucking yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. No, I don't know. I think this, it's more, one, this one was entertaining, but the next one I think it's going to be really good. I think it's yeah. going to be more cocaine stories. I hope so. I like cocaine stories. They're the best. But yeah, thanks for watching, and we'll catch you guys next week. And steroids, too.